one through five here. Some, uh, some words, especially the last verse here, ones that I turn to quite often, especially if I'm struggling with a, an issue in my life or something in, in the world as well. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. And what has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all the people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And this is a, that last verse particularly is one that I turn to quite often uh, when I'm feeling a little down or hopeless. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. As we take some time just to pray and to reflect um, on that verse, um, Maybe take a little time just to, to acknowledge any struggles, any worries or fears, that, that darkness you may have in your, in your life, as well as saying, but the light shines in my darkness, in our world, and the darkness does not overcome it. Let's just take a few moments to pray and to reflect on that. Let us pray. Amen. Well, the um, Advent season, the Christmas season, is always kind of a, a, a strange time of year for me. It's also my, maybe the most exciting. I always look forward to it, but also can be a time of some struggles as well. And sometimes it seems like our, our loneliness or despair can be a little bit more pronounced during this particular time of year. And I always remember when the kids were young looking at the tree, we would always go up into the forest and and we would look for a tree and find the tree that we would like. And there was always uh, these discussions, do we get the perfect tree or do we get a tree that has all these broken limbs and branches and it's more of a reflection of our life. But it was always a great time to walk into the forest and just walking with one another and, and finding that tree and cutting it and bringing it back to our house we would set it up and put lights around it. And then we had ornaments. And maybe like many of you, every ornament has a story to it. <laughs> and so it was a time of, of telling stories. And it was putting on those lights and lighting that tree. And just that, just that presence of light. Especially during this time of year where there is so much darkness around us. And we'd always have hot chocolate and putting on those ornaments and, and just the joy and that eager anticipation of each of those children. It was just contagious to be around. And then we'd always have this bountiful Christmas meal and the table was full of turkey or ham and sometimes we'd have a roast and potatoes and, and stuffing and all these fresh salads. And we'd light candles and just that soft light that would fill the room. And during this meal as well, especially when the, the children were young, we'd also set a place on the table for our loved ones who were not physically present with us. And always a strange mix. So we'd have all this joy and all this festivity, but there was also that empty place setting just to remind us of who was not there. And just the love that we shared with them. And so it was this mixture of joy and laughter and peace. But also that longing and that loneliness as well. And both of them existed. But the joy was always greater than the sadness for who was not there. The hope was greater than the darkness. Have you ever found the Christmas season 
to be full of hope and joy and love and peace. And at the very same time, the season is also has sadness and loneliness to it as well. And what do we do with all these emotions that we experience? The Reverend Todd O'Cault says, I, I have come to understand that no Christmas celebration offers us pure, a pure experience of hope and joy. It's always there, but never a pure experience of hope and joy. And I was thinking about this over my years, especially just being a minister here at this church. The, the vast number of memorial services and funeral services I have officiated at have taken place during the Christmas season. All the time. So I look forward to it, but also know it's also a time of year where there's lots of memorial services, lots of funeral services. There have been tragedies in my own family and maybe yours as well, just before or after Christmas. And for whatever reason, I always think about those events during the Christmas time, even if it took place at another time of the year. Depression, anxiety, and a plethora of family issues always seem to increase during the Christmas season. The days get shorter, the nights get longer, and there's just more cold. There's more cold. And so for the people who were inspired by God, who were choosing, when do we celebrate Jesus' birth? They're very intentional in saying, we need to choose that time when there's equality of, of the light and the darkness. And the light grows a little bit every day to represent that coming of Christ. But this darkness <clears throat> makes us more aware of our greatest fears, our losses, our realities, and maybe our hopes that have disappeared. And sometimes between the parade of lights and Cortez and the Rudolph run here in Mancus, drinking eggnog and dreaming of a white Christmas, I've also come to realize that Christmas can be blue as well. They exist with one another. And this Christmas season is one of my favorite times of the year, but it also can be one of the most challenging times of the year, at least for me. I'm more aware of who is present in that light, but also more aware of the darkness as well. I see the joy around that table, that Christmas table and in our church, but also see that empty place setting. I see the kids in our church and all the joy and all that excitement they have, but I also can see who used to sit in their very same spot in our church. And during the season, I think about them a great deal. When Jennifer and I, when we uh, first got married, we used to go hiking quite a bit. And we'd go to this place called White Ranch. It's, in the, it's outside of Denver. <clears throat> and it's a beautiful area full of all these mountain meadows and pinyon and juniper trees. And as we would start walking off, because of the time of day, we'd start walking in the shadows. And we'd walk for a couple miles, always in the darkness, always in that shadow. And then if there's a certain spot on the trail, we would, we would crest this ridge. And right at the top of the ridge, the trail would turn a different direction. And there would be light. It was like a miracle all the time. <laughs> so they were walking in the shadows, and then there was light. And there was like this line. It was invisible. There was just like this line. There was light, 
And then there was the shadows or the darkness. Kind of, I don't know if you've ever been in a place where it's been raining like a huge thunderstorm. And just like out of nowhere, it just stops. And then right next to it, you're in the sunlight. And this is what it was like. Just that shadows and the light. And this is, for me, the Christmas season. Just that interplay of light and darkness. But as people of faith, people of hope, it's always the belief that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. This is what John says. The creation story in this verse in particular is one of the more hopeful promises we can find in Scripture. No matter how dark our world might be on a personal level or on a global level, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. We can experience death and loss and and brokenness and, and struggles and sickness in our life, but the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. We can experience this darkness on a global or national level between slavery and the Crusades and segregation. But that light continues to shine in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. <clears throat> Today I was reading this in a Roar's book that we went over on the universal Christ. It says, scientists are catching up with what John knew to be true nearly 2,000 years ago. Scientists have discovered that what looks like total darkness to the human eye is actually filled with tiny particles of light. I might mispronounce this. They're called neutronos. Does anyone know that word? I can say it how I want then, huh? (laughs) Is that right? Neutrinos? Well, these neutrinos are slivers of light that pass through the entire universe. And there is no such thing as total darkness. Isn't that neat? (laughs) They're everywhere. These little particles, slivers of light. So John's gospel is actually much more accurate than what we thought. Father Rohr says, Knowing that the inner light of things cannot be eliminated or destroyed is deeply hopeful. And this is working on a physical level, a symbolic level, When we think there's total darkness, there are sliver of light being created and born. And John, in addition to this verse, he uses an active verb. He says, the true light was coming into the world. The Christ mystery is not a one-time event, but it's an ongoing process throughout time where the light fills the universe. And that verse just says it all there. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. This is the hope that we live with. We don't have to deny the darkness. We don't have to act like it's not there or ignore it, because we can live with hope. Whatever darkness we're in, it shall pass, and there will be light. I and we, we can have grief and pain and acknowledge it. We can acknowledge the loss in our lives. But the light shines in our darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. We are living in a very divided country right now. It's really sad. It's overwhelming. But the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. 
I can be confused and lost and angry and suffer from various addictions. But the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. This Christmas, may we be honest about where we are in life. Our feelings of loss or grief or anxieties. But let us, let us embrace the darkness. Spend time with it and learn from it. And live in it. But as people of faith, we might live in that darkness. And the whole time we are looking east. Looking east to the sunrise. The coming of the light. Knowing that the light will be there. Looking is the key. The anticipation is the sunrise. But the promise is light. There will be light. And it is okay for us to sit in silence. It's okay for us to sit in darkness and feel free to grieve and to mourn and to pray. But as people of faith, we are always looking east to that rising sun, anticipating that light coming in, that God will not delay forever. In time, always, the light will come. This is the promise of Advent. The light will come. So let us live with Christmas hope this year. Amen.